emergency emergency how does that song go red alert emergency uh, uh, this is a warning what's going on new Marillion song yeah. this is a warning who did that song oh you don't know she had hair that was that went the straight people no it was a woman heather small no oh what was her name was it the one that had hair that kind of went straight? Why don't up you all course? send us a comment and help send you out? The important thing is they're not they're not here for that. They're not they're here, here for they're that. Here for the Bianpod emergency. Yeah. So we've had to throw all our plans into disarray. I was actually going to skip this week because last week because you burnt out. Not so burnt out, but no, we but... finished a big crowdfunding thing last week and the last few days were a bit full on so I thought I know what I'll do I'll skip this week's Bianpod and I thought well you know we, we know we've got new music coming out on Monday for those who pre-ordered the album so I thought I've got a bit of time anyway so there I was you know recovering from the the crowdfunding and then I go on to our Marillion Friends Facebook group and lo and behold, they've all had the bloody new song for hours on Friday. This was that, you know, I was the yeah, last we, one we to hear no it. no idea. No, I think I was the last one to hear it. Okay. Technically. And then, of course, there was the slight faff because it was like, how do I get it? How do I get it? And you have to reset your password and blah, blah, blah on the Townsend Music site if you, uh, if you have Why did you have to reset your password? That's how you get in because I didn't have, like, an account as such. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, so if you I forgot my password, and then they give you a password and oh, send it to it. And then of course I'd ordered it with with a different with the Bianpod account, not with the, my regular personal email account. So I didn't know which one it was sending it to. And oh uh, my goodness, it was it was hell on earth. <laughs> it was hell. You were frantic. Anyway, and there you go. We we got in Friday evening, early evening Friday. Get in. Uh, and we've been listening to that song. A lot. A lot. A lot. Because we knew we were going to do this emergency episode uh, today, this Monday, and uh, we would have to have had time for the song to bed in. Yes. A lot of listens. We thought we can't do a knee jerk. Yeah. We Well, you almost did. We listened to it once and you were like, ah. we've got to do an emergency beyond And I was like, I need some time with the song. No, no, no. I need to get the, no, no, to no, know no. the song. I no, need no, to, no, no. I need to wine and dine the song. I'm being misrepresented here. You don't know what my plan was. My plan was to get a first reaction after our first listens and then drop that into this episode. And you, oh, and miscommunication. You, you stopped me. You stopped me. We would never, ever have just done a first reaction and left it there. Surely. Yeah, I was ready to do really? that. Really? Oh. oh, miscommunicate. We didn't understand. I didn't understand. That's what you meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah, but I know. Funny that, isn't <laughs> it? Should have done that. Yeah, and you were like, "No, we're not doing it now. I'm not ready to do it now." That's what. That's literally what you said and how you said it. Is it? Yeah, you started spinning around like with your fists out, like knocking things off like shelves and yeah, all the knocking all the pictures off the walls, kicking over the bins. So just before we get into the new song. I keep wanting to say, don't hurt yourself. Be hard on yourself. Uh, before we get into that, just to give you a heads up of what's coming up in the weeks to come. We've got some exciting things to come before we get to Marbles. Because Marbles is looming on the horizon. But somehow, it's like, oh my God, suddenly we've got kind of a, a, an embarrassment of riches in terms of, sort of topics that we feel we should cover. So, we're going to do... Our transatlantic episode. Yes, we are with uh, Pedantony, who's a big transatlantic fan. Yep, we're doing that. Transatlantony. 
Yeah, very good. We should save that for the episode, but never mind. Too late now. <laughs> Transatlantidentity. Nah. Nah. Well, maybe. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. We also have... We know we said we wouldn't do this, but we do have some additional anarachnophobia letters that I think is worth us reading yes, out. Yes, yeah. Because we also, we haven't covered uh, number one, the bonus track. True. And I would like us to talk about the single version of Between You and Me, the song, not the podcast. I hope, I hope there's never a single version of the Between You and Me podcast. Because oh, that no, would mean... Yeah, that means we've released a, a, a single... No, no, I'm talking about it would mean we weren't together. Oh, I thought it would mean that we'd released a single. No, that's not going to happen. We've got an episode that we want to do on the Meridian Weekends, mm. which of course started pre-Marbles. And for oh, that, right. we, for that, we want to get some of our Meridian Weekend buddies in. Oh, yeah, exciting. And the big one, I'm interviewing Lucy this week. I know. Yeah. Are you nervous? Not really. No? No. Have you got your questions ready? Most of them. Yeah. Have yeah. you had new questions come up after listening to the new song? Yes. Ah. Yes. Some. Interesting. I, as I said to her when I emailed her, I said, I mainly want to focus on, I mean, obviously what's coming up, what the challenges have been with COVID, blah, blah, blah. But she covers a lot of things anyway on her sort of occasional videos and Friday's Friday questions. But... I, I kind of want to talk about her joining the band, really, in that era that we've been covering recently yeah. with Anorak. Because I think, in some respects, that's sort of the most interesting time because she was new to it. And how does she go from being communications and marketing to co-manager to manager? Fascinating story. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Lucy's sort of, she's very down to earth and, you know, I, I don't... I, yeah, she doesn't seem like a kind of intimidating sort of serious person she seems like you can just chat with her yeah yeah so yeah. well you've I'm, met her and spoke to her before haven't you yes so many, it's not like many times it's not like she's a stranger to you no i'm a stranger to myself where's Are that you? from That's accidental man which you had stuck in oh your head oh my goodness yes yeah, speaking myself, of the I new am. song yeah that's that's a good segue isn't it um after listening to it the first couple of times on Friday evening, I had Accidental Man stuck in my head. That's bizarre. Whole of Saturday. That's bizarre. I woke up in the morning with Accidental Man stuck in my head. So there's some part, I think it was like the middle section, something about that middle section triggered an Accidental Man reflex in my brain. (laughs) And it was like it pressed play on that. Wow, you spat a lot when you said play. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw that from across the room. That was like, it's like a. Get your umbrella out. Tsunami (laughs) of spit. (laughs) It's like. Go surfing. Um, Yeah, it's so weird. Because I don't think the song's anything like Accidental Man. Well, hang on. This is why it would have been good to get our first reactions. Because you said to me. It's, it kind of reminds me of Accidental Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, all right then. Yeah. I thought that, that, and that, that it was after that. It was after that that you then told me you got Accidental Man stuck, stuck in stuck in my head. Yeah, maybe it's the middle bit. I don't know. I need to. Li- I should have listened to Accidental Man again actually to compare them. It, it sounds literally nothing like Accidental Man. Anyone who hasn't no, that heard is it, true. Yeah. Anyone who hasn't heard it, it sounds nothing like Accidental Man. 
<laughs> it's it's uh well look let's just let's just there jump must into be this. something in there though like not i'm talking about the whole song i'm talking about snippets of singing well i think music that are similar okay i'm gonna i'm gonna risk jumping ahead here okay I just jump wanna, ahead jump ahead no i don't want to jump ahead this is my point i don't want to jump ahead yet oh all right wanna, all I, right i'm i've finished you start okay so when you download the song, when you go into your town, you download yeah, okay, the song. for God's sakes. Download. All right, okay, spit, spitty, McSpit, spit. Make fun of my sheep heritage, which is appropriate <laughs> for this song, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got to ask you about that. That's... Yeah, we'll talk about it. There was a discussion about it on Marillion and Fans. Oh, was there? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. What it, it. means. Our, that's exactly I was going to ask you what that's the one thing in the song I'm like what does that mean our old friend Fraser Marshall chimed in with his version oh. which differed from most other people's interpretation oh so we'll, we'll get I'm to it looking forward to hearing that we're going to get to the lyrics all right in due course but we'll discuss le, le just sound. the song as a whole first but anyway so you go into your account uh, mm-hmm. and it's basically it's it's in there as three tracks so for those who got frustrated by the way Fear broke the songs down into sections and couldn't, couldn't just put them into a playlist and, pitch, and hit shuffle, it's, you're going to have the same problem with this unless you find a way to, to combine them as one track. Uh, so it's broken down into... Wait, hang on. It, will it, when the album comes out, it will just be one track, won't it? No, Fear isn't. Is it not? No. Get out of here. I never knew that. Yeah, Fear isn't. Fear, it's um, it's all the individual sections. I had no yeah. idea. Because even though fear's what is it? Six I guess tracks, I never listened tracks? to it on shuffle. But fear, then when you actually kind of see how many tracks are on there, something like twelve or something like that. But there isn't. No way. Why did I never notice that? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. I didn't wow. mean that. Wow. I didn't mean that. The uh, love that is emanating from you today. Uh, you know my love emanates for you. <laughs> Throbs. Okay. My love throbs for you. Mike. You're not going to want to leave that on the podcast. <laughs> what? My heart. My, I have a throbbing heart. Okay. Big throbbing purple heart. I've got to stop, please. <laughs> please my stop. heart pulsates. <laughs> it's engorged with love for you. Okay. My heart. Oh my goodness. Let's let's. Get back to the song. Oh, so I just get a bit hot under the collar. No, she's not. <laughs> just talking about my heart and my knob. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, part one is the te- <laughs> such a word for it. Knob. <laughs> handle, door handle. Uh, <laughs> latch. No, that what? What? So I was trying to think of other parts. Is that why it's called a knob? Because it's like a door handle. It's just like a knob isn't any kind of protrusion like that, isn't it? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Interesting. Well, look, so track one, the tear in the big picture. Oh, sorry, part one, the Mm -hmm. tear in the big picture. Part two, lust for luxury, aka alone again in the lust for luxury. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Part three, you can learn. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's great, isn't it? Oh, I love it. It's really, I really good. Absolutely love it. And I, on Saturday morning, I went out and I listened to it a couple of times. And then I thought, I don't want to have to keep pulling my phone out to because every time the song stops, I'd have to go back. Mm. 
press play on the next part. So I, I decided to listen to the new War on Drugs album and found that, and I love the War on Drugs. I found that that one Marillion song was way better than the whole new War and Drugs album. Yeah. It's really good. My first my first reaction, unfortunately we didn't capture it on uh, on, oh, okay. on audio because someone blocked me from doing that. Um, I, if I'd have known, if someone had communicated clearly that it was just our first reaction and then we'd record... Mm. Deeper thoughts I I later. I, I was probably, I probably talked over me when I was explaining. Wow, death stare. <laughs> Look, my first reaction was, um, I had two first reactions. Yes. One was my usual, okay, there's a lot to take in here. I'm not going to judge it yet. Yep, same. Which is always the thing you should do with Marilla. Same. It was like, this is too much. This, that's why I couldn't do a podcast then and there. It was like, there's too much there. Yeah. You can't. You can't just chew it and swallow it in one go. You need time with this. Let it sit in your mouth and go cold. And absorb the flavours. Okay. And you keep it warm with your mouth and uh. then... And then... <laughs> I didn't say anything. Wow, that was really weird. And that was a really weird reaction. You suddenly just like had a spasm. <laughs> wow, that was weird. <laughs> Yeah, you were and then saying. you absorb the flavours. Okay. Gradually. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so so that was my first thing. Don't judge it. I didn't hate it immediately, which I knew was a potentially good sign. Yes. Uh, and then my other reaction was, God, that sounds like Marillion. Mm. It was that I thought I thought to myself, I think I'm gonna like this. Mm. I, I don't love it yet, but it sounded so like them. Yes. Uh, so, and that over, you know, I've got to say, here we are sort of three days later and having listened to it a lot and I, I genuinely really bloody love it. I love it. Yeah. It is top tier Marillion and it is probably for me, my favourite, because it's, you can't say it's a single, but my favourite pre-release Marillion track that I think I've ever heard. Really? Yeah. Oh. I really, really wow. love it. And I'm trying to think back to what the others would have been, what all the singles were and what the other pre-release ones were. Like, um, yeah, I love when I like, I let's go back. What, what was the last album? Fear. So we got New Kings. My reaction with New Kings was, I like this. I, New Kings has grown on me over time yeah. as well. But my first reaction was, was, Okay, it's it's playing it a bit safe. It's it's sounds like Marillion trying to do a long Marillion song. Yeah. And I really like New Kings. I liked New Kings more as time went on. I didn't yeah. immediately love it. No, nor me. It took a while for but me. But it definitely grew on me and I grew to love it. Yeah, it's now. Not my, it's not even yeah. my favourite song on the album. No. Um, but I do I do really love it. Yeah. Uh so that was the so New Kings was that one. Then what did we have before? Uh Sounds that Can't Be Made. I think what was Power? This? Did they release Power and Gaza, I think? Did they I do think both Power and Gaza and I I still love Power. I still love Power. I think Power yeah. might be my number one pre release that I've ever heard. Which yeah. is like literally out of two albums. But... Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like out uh, of three songs uh, so far. Anyway, then you go back uh Happiness is the Road. 
don't know what I heard first off of that. What did they? I know they put out a sort of trailer. Is whatever you, is wrong wrong with you on that? Okay, which I don't like. Um, I don't like whatever is wrong with you. I'm saying it now because and here's it, that's a good segue because whatever is wrong with you is what I think of or what I imagine they're going to do with Marillion go. Oh yeah, it's really rocky and upbeat, right? Uh, and a bit heavy. That's what I think they're going to do. Yes, I. So, did you think this song was upbeat? It's bloody downbeat, if anything. But well, it depends on your definition, definition. of upbeat. If you say fast paced, I would say it's fast paced. Oh, it, it's it's and ro- it's, it, it is rocks. rocky. Yeah, but it's not. But it's rocky in a really Marillion way. Yes, like a really Marillion. Yeah, way. I was expecting something completely different. Yeah. Um, the way they were talking, I thought it could have fit into fear really well, and I'm not saying that as a criticism. No, because I love fear, and I love the new song, and yeah. I, I, it felt like it was a, a, a natural extension of fear, yeah, it in do- a good way. What I will say is that was my one of my first reactions or earlier reactions was this sounds really fear like, yeah, but faster. Faster more, and more up the the literal definition of up tempo, which is faster. Yes, um, you know, and they kept saying yeah. up tempo, rocky, heavy, they, all these things. Yeah, and it is all those things. But because I suppose I've been burnt by Meridian in the past when they've done songs that they perhaps would have described as that, I feared the worst. Mm. And instead, what they've done is they've managed to kind of do a very, very Meridiany song but just imbue it with so much power and energy and, and just like, woof. Yes. Uh, that, it, God, it really works. And it, it reminds me of, it's their best, it reminds me of their best moments. And I don't mean it sounds like their best moments. Uh, it's part of their best moments. Yeah. It, it, it's got it, a place with their other best moments. Yeah, yeah. While being, as they've described, accurately, I'll give it to them. Yeah. You know, but... They were right. It they is were right. well. It is up tempo. Yeah. Upbeat is maybe more of a mood. Do you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. Upbeat. Whereas up tempo is upbeat the pace. is a mood. I don't know. I mean, maybe not. We're not musicians. This is what Marillion can do when they do their version of what's like rocky is. Mm. Go for it. This is them I being. Love it. This is them doing rocky true to themselves. Yes. This is authentic Marillion sound. Yes. Being rocky and up tempo. Yeah, yeah. Because it was, it was like you know when I started to get sort of worried about the things they were saying prior to us hearing this. It was sort of coincided with when the Fugazi Deluxe Edition came out, and I listened to Fugazi, and I thought this is this is heavy, you know, in places. This is really heavy, mm. and it's got a real energy to it, you know. So I don't dislike kind of heavy Marillion. I love it. Mm. You know, the contrary. I love it when they absolutely kick ass. And so it's just that, that they kind of, unfortunately, a point sort of detour into doing something that's sort of very much music that they don't, A, do well, and be music that sounds like it could be anyone. Whereas it, with this song, yeah, you can tell it's them. And that's what I've loved about the last few albums. And particularly since yes. Marbles. Yeah. Although there have been, you know, the second disc of Happiness is the Road, I think, unfortunately, they do kind of go into other areas that aren't perhaps their strongest areas. And it was here, it's like, this is this is them being them. And it they it's felt like they've, they've hit upon that for the last few albums and they really get who they are now. And on top of that, Mike Hunter gets who they are. Mm. Because 
here's what it reminds me of more so than kind of fear because as I've as I've listened to it more I've kind of started to hear less fear in it oh okay Um, interesting and it now stands alone as its own sort of thing it does and that that sort of the rockiness I keep, it keeps getting stuck in my throat when I go to say rockiness because you know, it's Marillion rockiness but uh, but it, yeah let's let's call it what it is so that yeah because that rockiness is is very distinct from Fear if you go back and listen to Fear it mm. doesn't have that same sort of tempo right right it is slower okay. and moodier yeah uh, but it's a natural progression from Fear it, it is. feels like it is so if, the rest of the album might be completely different it might be but I doubt it because they're sort of saying it's quite rocky and up tempo, which this is. So, but what it reminds me of, because uh, those, those moments when Meridian are at their best is when they're all engaged in it. Yes. Um, and I'm talking about things like the end of the track, somewhere else, or the Great Escape, or Afraid of Sunlight. Yeah, you know, those songs that they, I don't know, that's it's so densely packed with the band just. But being in a good brilliant. way, because there's, there's way. there are songs where they're densely packed and they and it doesn't what well, for my ears doesn't harmonize as well mm. but then there are songs where it's densely packed and you just go oh that's masterful yeah 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 uh and this is one where they you know it it, it hasn't got and this this might be as much down to mike hunter as anything it hasn't got the sort of sparseness that some marillion that i haven't loved as much has you know it's kind of it does feel what do you mean? Like, what can you give an example of a, a song with sparseness in well, it? Well, pretty much everything in the castle era, you know, when they've tried to do sort of Rocky in the past. Oh, I get what you mean. So kind of, I don't want to say simplistic, but I guess less layered. Less layered, Which is yeah. simpler, and I there's suppose. there's a ton going on Yeah, here there's a ton going on, and I, I love it. Yeah, you've got definitely Castle more Castle era than... was kind of more simple. Yeah, you've got more than one sort of guitar track going on at a time. Yeah, sort of... these other sounds, the keyboard, oh my God, the choir, yeah. the oh. piano. It's so much to unpack. Oh. We should talk, let's talk about how it starts. All right. Because oh, the start is phenomenal. Yeah, the first Love sort of it. 30 seconds or so, it goes from this amazing kind of atmospheric keyboard pad, sort of gentle keyboard lines, into a full-on sort of gothic choir. Yeah, really, which like, I wish lasted longer. I'm like, God, oh, I want to hear more. What of that. I'm hoping for, here's my hope, is that because that's the opening of the album, we get it again at the end, but for longer, it becomes like Ooh. a kind of foreshadowing of what else is oh, on the yeah. album. Wow, yeah, I'd love that. Anyway, my God, it works with Marillion. It that, does that choir, and then and then Mark, I'm assuming it's Mark, kicks in with this brilliant Jim Jim Steinman esque piano line. Yeah, that. And Perfect. Then, my God, it's so good. So good. After that choir. That's one of the best openings to it a Meridian song And ever. actually, out of the whole song, it's that beginning and then there's a bit at the end that are my favourite parts of the whole song. Oh, the bit. The the, the fast-paced yeah. bit at the end. Yeah, yeah. With the guitar and the drum. The drum's going really fast. And the, then there's yeah. the electric guitar and it's just like, oh, I love this so much. It's, it's like my, my actual favourite sound overall in any kind of music. Mm. Going back to War and Drugs, it's like the Lost in the Dream kind of thing, yeah. where they had that that fast drum and a the guitar. driving drum. And yeah, it, the driving drum. Yeah, with electric, the electric guitar is really important mm. to have it blended in with that. But let's pick that up, uh, 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 just highlight that for a moment because 
it's the drum that really drums really stood out to me on this song because it's really feels like Ian's driving this. Mm. Yeah, it, he's propelling this song along. Yeah, he's the propeller. Wow, and that's then, a good way of putting it. You know, that's not you know, and that's Pete obviously underneath that as well yes. with the bass. I mean, yeah, un- they work together, Pete. But it's hard to pick out a sort of most valuable player in because this because they're song. all working together. Yeah, yeah, they really are, uh, and. There's loads of rodders over this as well. I mean, mm-hmm. the the guitar, the sort of almost Mike Oldfield esque guitar that comes in after the at the end of the first part, just just before we kind of go into Lust for Luxury. Yeah. The guitar that comes in, there's this oh, so good, so good, so good. And then, as you say, that sort of end part, it, the you can learn, but when it comes, yeah, it's not it's, right, right at the end. It's just oh, I need to. Well, no, it's about it, it's the last. I have it it's down. about two minutes from the end, and it's yes. it, it's what takes us to the end that we haven't got long section. Yeah, the, you know we haven't got long till the end of this song, which is a great lyric, by the way, a great lyric because it has two meanings, and the the way just before you get to that as well, it drops back into you can do better. It drops That's back it. and then kicks into you know we haven't got long, yeah. and it's just. It's like, my God, this is just pure Marillion yeah. at their absolute Absolute finest. musical genius, like proper, proper masterpiece. And I'll tell you what the song reminded me of, and it reminded me of this early on when I heard that intro. So I thought, oh God, it's like a sort of Andrew Lloyd Webber musical in a good way. Do you way. know what? I was thinking that as well. <laughs> yeah. That's really weird. I thought that this morning. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like oh, I could hear this in the theatre. I could see this on stage. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, oh, that's really weird that we both thought that separately. We're like, we have not talked to, to each other about no, no, this. No, And then I, I kind of, as it goes on, I kind of, they say really classic rock about this kind of classic 70s style rock. Yeah. While also being, and I, I realised this the other day, probably the first Meridian song in a long time that you can jump up and down to at a gig. You know, none of us can anymore because of our knees and Speak for ankles. yourself. Well, let's see you try. Right, challenge accepted. Aside from it's sort of got all that, there's a it's really brilliantly grandiose. Yeah, (laughs) at the same time as being kind of yeah bouncy, it's grandiose in a kind of classic rock rock opera. I don't know quadrophenia. I don't know kind of way that yeah I could see it working. Yeah, meatloaf. Meatloaf. I wrote yeah Jim Steinman. The oh, piano. Right. Oh, it's okay, like, yeah. yeah, it's got that quality without being cheesy. Without being no, cheesy. Yeah. It's so bloody good musically. You know, and vocally, the other thing is H's voice. It's clearly dropped a little bit. Mm. It's dropped. I was wondering that. Like, well, after the first listen, I thought there's something sounds a bit different about his voice. I just think it's. So you he's could hear lower, the. You, yeah. Or, I didn't. I personally, I didn't know exactly what it was, but it was just like there's something different about his voice. It's got a tiny bit. It's tiny kind of bit of more sort of gravel in his voice or something. But I like it a lot. It, it works with the song. It isn't like when when Meatloaf or Fish or whatever kind of lost, you know, their ability to sing as well as they had. This adds a kind of character to his voice that really suits the music that they're playing. Yeah, it fits the rockiness. Yeah. But because that rockiness has that grandioseness to it, it, it suits H as a performer. Because he is grandiose. Maybe it's that. Maybe when they do rock, they need to be grandiose because that's their character. They are frilly shirts. They're not like, I'm going to wear um, a sensible suit. They're, I'm going to wear a frilly shirt and 
puffball <laughs> bow tie. Yeah. No, what are those ties well, called? The neckerchief yeah. things. <laughs> Cravat. Yeah. And a well, velvet Eli- coat. Elizabethan ruff. I'd like to see H in Elizabethan oh, ruff. That's what I, that's oh, what I hope dear. for. So that's my sincere I think hope. that's taking a bit too For the tour and a cod no. piece. Elizabethan <laughs> ruff. Like big Elizabethan ruffs never look good. Big pointy shoes. Pointy shoes, fine. And a tri- Velvet coat, like a long velvet coat yeah. with tails. Oh, I think you'll get that. And a cane. Yeah. Oh, and a monocle. Oh, yeah. This is we should we should be H's uh, stylist. Yeah, stylist. <laughs> Make it look awful. No, he'd look amazing. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah, something we discovered last week with the grade of of, of respect to H. Uh, the description for him on his Corona Diaries intro said he's already cringing. Uh, he does describe himself as a hippie. Uh, punk punk he describes himself as a punk and a progressive rock star and in brackets WTF (laughs) yeah it's like yeah I'm a punk I'm a hippie but I don't know why everyone's saying I'm a progressive rock star (laughs) yeah mate because you are but the thing is I think he has this thing that he does he does either think he is or does want to be a punk at least he didn't write rapper yeah at least he did Christ yeah uh, yeah, because he said it before. Is he really punk-like, though? He's not remotely punk-like. There's nothing punk I don't, about it. Yeah, I can't There's see it. nothing, nothing like. That's, but he, yeah. he thinks he is, and that's why we end up with songs like Most, or have in the past ended up with songs like Most Toys. Now, thankfully, I think the band as a whole, as a democratic unit... They uh, don't feel punk. Yeah, and including kind of Mike Hunter and perhaps who knows who else chips in, whether it's Lucy or anyone. They very much have kind of gone, look, no, this is our identity now. We're done with those experiments. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) we're sort of done with them now. (laughs) You want to be a punk, go and make your punk album, all right? But... I know it's just like like what it's like mate no no please granddad (laughs) you're not a punk but was he even ever a punk I mean the Europeans were kind of a bit post-punk and I guess maybe he meant that then yeah maybe he was thinking of that mate yeah but come on I mean, you can't really say how we live. You've seen the video for how we live with him prancing That's around. That's not punk. It's well, not in punk. my opinion. It's not punk. I might be wrong. Yeah. And but... Nothing about H has ever screamed punk no, to me. Nothing. Or... Like zero. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's not a criticism, but don't go around calling yourself a punk. <laughs> Telling people on your, you your call... podcast intro that you're a punk. It's like, what? The thing is, the more I say this, the and more then, I'm like, but what? Then, then like, and also, like, well, some people call me a progressive rock star, but I don't know why. WTF, <laughs> FML, <laughs> Ruffle. <laughs> like he is. I don't even know how we got onto this. But there's clearly part of him that wants to be and wants to kind of... And when he does that punk thing, he's got that voice that he sings like this, a bit like Johnny Rotten, you know. We and the most toys, and I don't like him singing like that. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know, I want him to sing in a way that in his beautiful flamboyant his, voice, because he's, he's got one of the best voices in the world. Yeah. In the world, you don't need to 
kind of try and ruin it by trying to be punk, which you're not. You know, you're you're a performer, and I mean performer with a big P at the beginning. A bit weird. Um, but you know, you, you're flamboyant. You are maybe a yes. hippie. You are a progressive rock star. Take the punk bit off of your he bio. Is, yeah, I can see that. I'll yeah. give him the hippie. I'll definitely give him the progressive rock star. Yeah. There are other things on there, but I can't remember. Yeah, well, it'd be probably best if we don't look at them. Anyway, so yeah, uh, broadly, bloody well done to them. Because it's the first track. Yeah. I can't wait that, to hear it live. Yeah, me too. Can't wait. That was a great track to start with. Yeah. Or to uh, send out to us first. Do you know its placement on the album? I think it's the opening track, which oh, is right. perfect. Yeah. You know, with that with that choir, which is why I sort of said I hope that, that, mm. that choir comes back later. And they, they kind of uh, explore that a bit. Be interesting if they somehow find a way to do the choir thing. Lie. Like, I mean, they're not going to get a choir. But yeah, no. but if they did, we'd have to be able to hear them well. What you mean is not like friends from the orchestra where, uh, <laughs> where where they might as well not have been there other than kind of a bit of... Uh, do you know what? I found a quote from Ian. Oh, I don't know if I should reveal this. Well, just uh, say it and you can always... Cut it out. It out. But yeah, I certainly don't know if I should reveal this before um, before my interview on Wednesday with his wife. <laughs> but it was from an interview where he was asked what was next for them. Yeah. And uh, I haven't got it with me, but it was, he said he wanted, uh, he said, oh, we're going to have an orchestra on stage, or female, all four female, all nude orchestra on stage <gasps> with glass instruments. Oh. <laughs> all right, mate. Not sure you can say that anymore. (laughs) Some years ago. Anyway, uh, suffice to say, they didn't go the all nude, all glass instruments route. Uh, It wasn't all female either. I think there was a man. There was the, yeah, when we saw, do you not remember? Oh, maybe you weren't at that one because you were recovering from your broken collarbone. But when when H introduced them all at the Royal Albert Hall and he forgot to introduce the, uh, the horn player guy. Oh, you introduced no. all, all the women and not... Oh, no. Yeah, and people were shouting that and they like, shut up. Oh, no. Lord, I tell you, you've forgotten him. <laughs> it's like... Oh, that's awkward. How very punk of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, so, musically, brilliant. Vocally, brilliant. Yes. Um, Lyrically, let's have a talk. Yes, this what is, do you think of the lyrics? Well, it's divided the Meridian fan base, certainly on the Meridian forum, and there have been a few comments on Meridian and fans and in other places. Oh. That Two things. This is what people are saying. Some people don't think it's his strongest set of lyrics. Mm-hmm. Some people think that it perhaps simplifies the issue. Mm-hmm. Some people think that the lyrics potentially are a bit hypocritical, that perhaps H doesn't practice what he preaches. I don't know if that's the case. Uh, and other people think that it looks great mm-hmm. and that they're, you know, it's an important message to get across, which it is because it's probably the most important climate Good, change. Great timing as great well. Great timing with the, 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 the climate conference yeah. happening. Uh, and, you know, let's face it, it's the most important issue facing humanity today it is yes, you know more so than true. covid uh, where to begin where do i stand on this 
Look, let me put it this way. Sanyo and I spent three days discussing the lyrics. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I have to say, hand on heart, I do feel that the lyrics perhaps simplify the issue. Um, I don't think they are his best set of lyrics. That said, there's some great lines in there. You know, the cause of death death consumption, which was consumption was another word for tu- tuberculosis. So I like the double meaning mm. there. Um, I love the, you know, we haven't got long before the end of the song. Yeah. I am a big fan of H when he sings about himself. I think he, he has a way of talking about the human condition that is really unique and he can be incredibly profound and incredibly poetic and incredibly tender. Um, I'm a bit less of a fan of when he sings about the world as a whole. Mm. I, I think he does sometimes have a tendency to simplify issues. and. But that might be, yeah, because he's... Okay, if you look at him, I started to say to this to you the other day and then you stopped me if you look at him from like a personality type perspective with like cognitive functions and stuff loosely based on my can, you, can i just I say i stopped not you true. not because i thought it was boring but i thought save it for the podcast yeah yeah i know I don't no, well, no, you no, know you that did. i want people at home oh, to know oh, that oh, I yeah you said to... could you just stop talking please no, no no but i mean i don't know how accurate this is but i can see the accuracy when it comes to age like if you from his his personality does seem to be like his most dominant function is introverted feeling so that's like him at his strongest is filtering the world through how it's affecting him and his feelings and his internal experiences and then he expresses that so that's where he is the strongest that's where, well, from observing him over these last few months through his lyrics and singing and story, yeah, that is that is where he's strongest when he when he looks outside to the outside world because that doesn't seem to be how he filters life. Mm. Some people do wake up in the morning, read the news, and filter life through facts and science and the external mm. world, and he doesn't. He seem I don't know him, so I could be grossly inaccurate here he seems to filter the world by its effect on him internally and that i think is is why or perhaps, that's where he seems to be strongest yes and I, I completely 100% agree someone who feels he first, yes thinks yes second. yeah and i suppose my feels and then expresses rather su- than sort of going outside world this is what's happening facts 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 which other people if that's their dominant way of functioning that's a clunky way of putting it i know what you mean then it comes more naturally to them and it works better for them so so but when it comes to this song i wish he had perhaps filtered it through his own personal experience and perspective yes whereas instead what it does so because he hasn't done that no um it does potentially border on feeling a bit preachy. Yes, yeah, because we were discussing this and then I tried to come to his defence saying, but he could be also preaching to himself. Which is great, yeah, I The song could yeah, also be aimed at himself. So he's not just saying you need to, what's, what's some of the lyrics? 
you've been spoiled for years, be hard on yourself. You need to, less is more. He's not only saying it to everyone else, but he's also saying it to himself. Yeah, okay. I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. Unfortunately, that doesn't come across in the song, and it certainly doesn't cross, come across in the song when he starts singing about sheep. You know. Okay, so what does that bit mean? If we can try and... Because that's the one part of the lyrics that stumped me. Okay. Something to pull the sheep across the field. Bag of grass and straw, how can it keep growing? Yeah. So there's a reference earlier on to describing humans as bags of blood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, do you know what? I really I really loved that line until our friend... Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> Anthony was descri- started describing humans as bags of blood. <laughs> It's a bit gross. Impatient bags of blood. I thought it was clever. I don't dislike it. I I I mean, I like to think I'm not just like blood inside me sloshing around (laughs) a human skin. There's a bit more going on. And the sheep aren't full of blood, but they're full of grass and straw. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which I'm sure isn't biologically accurate. Something to pull the sheep across the field. Right, yes. Oh, bag of... Oh, (laughs) so the sheep are bags of grass and straw. I, and wear bags of blood. I kind of... Um, I thought it was the bags of grass and straw that were pulled across the field to... Oh, is that what you wanted to say? The other side of it... Yes. <laughs> ...saying that the bags of grass and straw represent uh, cons- consumerism and new TVs, new crap to buy. How does it keep on growing? And the consumerism, blah, 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 all of that is what keeps the sheep moving across the field. Carrot and stick. So, yeah, that's what I was wondering. So it's kind of like how to keep the economy turning. Yeah. And the sheep keep the economy turning because they're running after the bags of grass. Yeah, I think that's what people are saying. Right. That's kind of where where my guess was. Mm. But it's like, is it? Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit. It's a little bit vague. It's a bit maybe. vague, and but then it goes on to be hard on yourself. You've been sport for years. Now, I don't buy. I, I I don't really buy that this is necessarily H talking to himself. It might be, but he's talking to all of us as well. Yes. Uh, because if he's talking about sheep, he's talking about humanity Everyone. as a whole. Yeah. He's talking about the way you know consumption out of control. Yeah. Which has doomed our world. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I absolutely didn't think he was only talking to himself. Yeah. I was trying to be kind to him and say, he's including himself with all of us. Which is... So it makes it less preachy. That's just being devil's advocate. He might not be. He might just be preaching at us. But in which case, it's like, well, I we'll hope that you're zero waste and meek. This is, this is my concern with this carbon song. neutral. It's my concern with the song. He's really, really opening himself and the band up to criticism. It's it's a really dangerous game to play. Mm. Yeah, this is a band who've just sold what were they hundred quid deluxe editions with plectrums and lanyards and crap in it. And they're about to go on a big tour. About big to go on a big tour and a big bus. And flying across the world. They're doing a bunch of conventions around the world next year where people are going to fly in f- to them. Now, I'm not saying I'm not calling them hypocrites. What I am saying is, unless they. Unless they take steps to demonstrate that they're not hypocrites, they're going to get a whole load of grief for this. Mm. And the second I started looking at the lyrics, I thought, oh, shit, they're in trouble. Because I don't, at present, see what the band are doing. Yeah. Or what H is doing. And they might be, we might just not know about it. They might be and we might not know about it. However, what I see of H from his podcast that he loves lamps and rugs. 
you know, it's not. Uh, it's not so much a, lu- a lust for luxury. It's a cause of death, lust for lamps and rugs, and how much hair dyes he flooded into the rivers. But. Oh dear, Sanya's gone. Oh no. Um, but I'm more than happy to give him and the rest of the band the benefit of the doubt. But I think yeah. I think if you're going to write a song like this, if you don't want to be accused of preachy, if you don't yeah. want to be accused of hypocrisy, yes, you really need to make some sort of public <sighs> declaration or, yeah. or show that you're offsetting your carbon or at li- yeah. the, uh, the bare minimum. But also, hasn't the message kind of also changed a bit in recent times where a lot of environmentalists are saying it's actually mm. we should be aiming these songs at the corporation this is my other concern because they're it. making yeah. 10 20 times the environmental damage that individuals are yes individual action is really important mm. it is really important we should but all, a lot we should of times corporations kind of put it onto individuals and then wash their hands and yeah. go and keep doing what they were doing. And that is my other worry about the lyrics, that they could be interpreted as doing the corporation's jobs for them and governmental jobs for them. Because yeah. it's it feels like it's putting it onto individuals when the issue is bigger than that and more complex than that. And so consequently, the song comes across as quite as simplifying an issue that is enormously challenging, enormously difficult. You know, you look at the stories that are coming out of COP26 this week. Mm. You've got every country in the world trying to sign up for it. And then the China and Russia aren't, you know, mm. or barely, barely doing anything, doing the absolute bare minimum. And what you've got to do is, is the pressure needs to be on you know, on our governments to put pressure on private industry, you know, the, the, the Elon Musk and the Jeff Bezos to, you know, maybe they should put their money not into kind of vanity space projects, but but into kind of finding ways to sort of depollute the world. So and, do you think maybe the lyrics are aimed at the corporation? But it doesn't, this is the thing, the fact that we're asking this question is why perhaps the lyrics aren't his strongest, because we're having to ask that question. Mm. Instead of being able to kind of go, oh yeah, this is a really clear message. Look, I got the message in New Kings. I don't think New Kings lyrically is, is is necessarily the most original approach. You know, yeah, we get it. Corporations bad, okay, um, but we got the message clearly. Here we're kind of we're giving a lot of benefit of the doubt because at, at the most base level, this song is coming across as you lot. You need to recycle more. You need to stop buying crap. You know, you're all a bunch of sheep. Mm. Um, you know, you 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 just you've been sport for years without consideration to the to, to the go. to the the planet, and you've all killed it. And now you've got to give everything up, or it's going to die. And you've got to do that now. All right, enough. Be hard on yourself. Okay, so that's what it feels like. It feels like a, a parent wagging their finger at us, and that parent isn't necessarily displaying uh, that they're. Well, we don't know. I mean, he might be a really active environmentalist. And I hope he is. An yeah. activist. And I, I hope... In his spare I don't, time. We I, don't know that. I hope we're not, or I'm not coming across as a hypocrite. You know, at least I gave up, you know, meat last year for the planet. Yes, I'm back on the meat because... Uh, <laughs> okay, maybe just like cut that. Like, don't need to mention that. Well, what, the fact that I'm, I'm eating meat again? <laughs> well, you started laughing. No, because you were like, yeah, I gave up meat last year. What? 
Yeah, because you didn't mention that we've had a whole year since then. Well, it's not like been a whole year. Really. But you don't say you're environmentalist. No, let me finish. I just, no, you're not letting me finish that. Okay, finish <laughs> it. Sorry. Yes. Oh, okay, I'm sitting on... Okay. I'm going under the blanket. Yes, I started eating meat again because I lost my sense of taste with COVID and none of the vegetarian stuff tasted like anything or rather it tasted No, it tasted disgusting. horrible to you all of a tasted sudden. tasted horrible and I would have, you know, but my intention is I at least have the intention of, of giving up meat again imminently because that seems to me like that that is, you know, would make a huge difference. But, you know, as well, it's got to be, we've got to think outside the box is what I feel. I don't think it's enough. It feels like the message of the song is... Well, the difference is, though, Paul, you're not telling everyone else what they should be doing. You're no. not You're not putting yourself out there as a mouthpiece for environmentalism. Yeah, it's true. I'm not. So you, know. you do what you can. Mm. You do your best. I do what I, I do my best while at the same time thinking this is a bigger issue than than individuals. Yeah, least. and I yeah, it's you know. it's difficult because when you start putting yourself out there as a mouthpiece for a cause, then you're kind of held a, accountable a little yeah. bit, and that that's it's tough. And I it's just tough hope- for the person who's speaking out; they're putting themselves at risk of criticism and stuff like that. But that is what happens, unfortunately. Unfortunately, that is. If you stand up, you're going to be scrutinised. Mm. Um, and you better be make damn sure that you are able to show that you practice what you preach. And I, I, I just, I'm concerned that once the band go on the promotional treadmill for the new album, they're going to get asked about this. And I really hope that by the time that happens they're able to kind of go, well, we're doing this, 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 and this, you know, and perhaps the message becomes, but it's a bigger, more complex picture than the individual responsibility. And perhaps the lyrics do need explaining if that is what's, what's being sung about, because my worry is as well that the, it comes across lyrically as a message that's perhaps 10 years out of date, that, that we've kind of moved on in terms of a, how important this is. Yeah, absolutely. It's an hour before it's dark. You know, it was, you know, said at the conference that we're, what, one minute to midnight in terms of the climate. Mm. Uh, And, um, you know, it's moved on to it's more about we have to, the private sector is the only way this situation is going to, you know, capitalism has to come to the rescue. Because unless there's money to be made from this, we are humans are sheep. Humans are lazy fundamentally, and because lazy bags of blood, lazy bags of bags of blood, and because and because we here in the West, you know, us sitting here on our rock in in the United Kingdom, you know, we're not getting bloody hurricanes hitting us. We're not, you know, we'll get mm. a bit of flooding, but you know, we're kind of, you know, things are yeah, it's a bit warmer in the summer. There's more mosquitoes than there used to be, but the changes are sort of incremental enough for us to go, yeah, it's not bothering me. And here's the thing, as so I meant to say this earlier, this is why we're fucked, frankly. Sorry to be a down. This is why we're fucked, because I went on the, the Daily Mail website this morning. Sorry to everyone. Uh, just sorry to everyone that I did that, but I wanted to see the comments about the, the COP26. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Boris's speech, you know, bear in mind that the Daily Mail, those of you who don't know international listeners, is quite a, a right-wing newspaper. Um, Boris Johnson, our Prime Minister, is right-wing. 
Uh, however, his, by all accounts, his girlfriend and him are quite heavy on the environmental messages. So the right wingers and the Daily Mail readers are feeling betrayed because his right. message is we've got to do this, this and this to save the world. And you've got half of them saying it's not a problem. That blows my mind. Yes. Yeah. The top comments were, what are you supposed to tell me? That humans changed the environment in just 20 years. Those are the sort but of But again, that's when it's put down to individuals. People are like, how is that possible? If you add in corporations, exactly. it's like, yeah, it is possible. Exactly. And all right, okay, those corporations are feeding us. Yes, true. But, like, you know what? It's... We have to work together because it, consumers do drive industry. Industry. This is my point. It has to be capitalism that saves the world because it has to be either we put pressure on our governments to and, and governments to put pressure on business then they do that through taxes and forcing the businesses to change the way they operate. But at the same time, the reason why I think we're fucked is because a lot of those businesses then go and like set up in China or Russia or wherever, you know, who haven't got the same restricted practices. Mm. What the hell do we do? The only thing I hope for, what I hope, and I'm really sorry if this is depressing everyone, but it depresses me. What I really hope is that science is going to ultimately come to the rescue and devise some way of scrubbing carbon out of the atmosphere on a mass scale. Mm. That's that's the only way I really think we're going to be saved. But they have to invest in that. that which again, it takes in. money to do that. So yeah. you have to make it worth those corporations' while to invest in that. Yeah, and it, and it feels at the moment what we're doing at these conferences, they're getting countries to try and sign up to reduce their, their carbon footprint by da-da-da and reduce kind of, you know, the, the, the warming by such and such a percentage, or 1.5%, I think, is what they want centigrade but it's so vague and wishy-washy there's no kind of instead of like just you know what they're doing is they're saying do this you know this is what you've got to do it's like well how yeah they're saying this is the goal but they're not giving them steps to yeah. reach that goal you know it's science or the funding so, to do it science frankly. private it's, industry politicians us we all need to work in unison and it doesn't feel like that you know and it's impossible to feel like that when half the bloody world think there isn't a problem or there's a problem and they don't care or they think that the problem is caused naturally it, it's incredibly maddening and that i suppose all of that that i've just ranted about I don't know. I, 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 I just I just feel that it, it's been come out from a perspective of, and I'm not accusing H of this because it might be that he's read more into it. He might know way more than I do. Uh, but I worry that he's, it, it feels like he's looked at a headline and gone, oh, no. Um, or, uh, you know, he's trying to be Sting or Bono or something, which I felt when the band got on the, the Make Poverty History bandwagon it felt like the problem was reduced down to a a headline and and a lot of pop stars and rock stars got on that bandwagon and then what two years later they sort of forgotten about it really and i really don't want that to be the case for this song or meridian or h but just as a warning they really need to kind of protect themselves before they go on the promotional do you think it's likely that they'll be asked about it I would, yeah. Partly, let's let me own it. I don't want to be preached at and let, by someone who isn't able, or isn't able to back it up. I don't want to be preached at by someone who isn't who isn't practicing what they preach. So yeah, because it's like when Greta Thunberg does it, she is living her words. She's yep. walking her her pre preaching. 
How do you say that? Yeah. She's walking her talk. Yeah, she is. She's walking her talk. She gets trains everywhere. She only gets secondhand clothes. Yeah. Um, and the, this is the thing, like Greta Thunberg, uh, when she was on, you know, I saw a picture of her on Twitter the other day and, you know, of her arriving at the conference in Glasgow and comments were like, oh, she should be in school. Really? Yeah. Wow. They're such... The people are such dickheads. They're so... They've so got their heads buried in the sand. Oh, man. Well, hope is there for the... Actually, that comment just really brought me down. Yeah. She should be in school, you know. Wow. What hope do we have if that's all what people think when they see her? And, and, you know, what are the chances as well? You know, America uh, have have got a president who is quite sort of pro kind of... uh, fixing the climate yeah thank goodness well okay yeah but you know trump pulled out the paris climate accords they've got midterm elections next year they're then two years away from potentially another right-wing politician who doesn't believe in global warming and wants to open up coal mines and all the rest of it <sighs> yeah we're screwed sorry we're screwed unless there's something something really really fundamentally radical happens uh, and that's depressing. Sorry to bring everyone down, but it is. And that's the reality. That's kind of what the song's saying as well. Well, it also says go and go and plant some flowers in the park. Who plants flowers in the park? Got, they do. The council does. We went and started planting flowers in the park. We'd probably get thrown out. Uh, no, not in our park because it's run by the locals. The council ignores our park, so the locals are formed. <laughs> well, they do. It's That's why we've home. got the, the, the society. Yeah. They, they do plant flowers in the park. So anyway, sorry about having another rant about some lyrics. But it's too important not to. Yeah, it is. Because obviously, if you've asked yourself that, if I ask myself that, we're not going to be the only ones. No, and we're not, because on the Meridian forums, people are saying much the same thing. Uh, yes, there are people defending the songs. And in fact, our own friend Richard disagrees with me. He was really moved by the song. Mm. Um, and when I had a bit of a rant in our Facebook group, you know, he came in and he was he was a bit saddened by what I had to say. Because I guess he can see the message of the song first and foremost. He sees what H is trying to say. And it's a plea for help for everyone to care about the planet mm. and everyone to do their best to make a difference to our environment. So I get that. Yeah. Anyway, nice cover artwork. Yes. By Simon Ward, who's done their most recent, however many projects and albums. Bloody hell, we brought the mood down. I know. And we started off on such a high with the music. It's a great song. Let's go back to the music. It's a great song. The music is phenomenal, outstanding, incredible. Mm. Love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm too depressed now. To, to... <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, the lyrics, uh, they work, you know, in terms of sort of, you know, set, a, a sing-along set of lyrics. Yeah. They really work. Uh, Especially and... the rhyming when he's um, when he says... When the monkey wants Run a new towards toy. the things that scare ya. I dare you. You like that? I do. I love it. I don't like that line. And there's a tear in the big like, picture. I don't like that line. Run towards the things that scare I love you. I it. You. I don't like it. It's just... Uh, I like, I like I think the it's sound the, of it. I think it's the yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mind that. 
But um, strap in, get ready, foot down, push the button, blow it all yeah. up, blow it oh, all up. That's that... the point at which the song is yeah. just like just lifts off. Oh, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Monkey wants a new toy. How do you feel about that? Not my favourite. Not your favourite line? No. It reminds me of um, uh, Roger Waters because on his Amuse to Death album, he talks about us being monkeys. Mm. Uh, See, and I feel... Okay, I'm going to try. I feel that that doesn't help. When you preach at people from that way in a almost insulting way, like you're monkeys, monkeys and sheep, you're sheep. Yeah, I find that's less effective at call, as a call to action and yeah. at getting people to change their ways. Yeah. That's not inspiring. That's what's the opposite of inspiring? Down putting down. Yeah. It's not uplifting. It's down beating. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I should be a lyricist. A whole new set of words just invented by Sanya there. Yeah, because it's like how, what is the best way of calling people to, to action? Reach to that place within them that wants to do better. Yeah. Try and access that part of them that makes them want to join forces and improve our planet and makes them believe that they can, makes them believe that they are good people, not makes them think that they're pieces of shit. shit. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I don't, I I do, I feel a bit... Because it's like, oh, well, if I'm just a monkey, who cares? Yeah. It doesn't make you go, no, I'm going to prove I'm not a monkey. Yeah. It's psychologically, it feels like you want to give two fingers up and that's why the lyrics oh god we're really i really didn't want to do this no actually neither did i but we are because we're being true and honest about how we feel and that's why the lyrics feel confused to me because you know you start off with big ball of rocks and water spinning around in space blue green and made of magic miracles on miracles on miracles with miracles inside i love that bit which is lovely and then in the next breath, we've gone from being miracles with miracles inside yes. to being monkeys and sheep. Yes. So maybe how it would have worked better is to take that and sort of say to people, don't be a monkey, be a miracle, or maybe not a miracle, but be yeah. something that's else. A, that, for me, you sorry, know, instantly, you should have written the song cause, or the lyrics because that for me my, is a better like, message. Yeah. I, I respond better to that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree I think with we you. all do. What is it they Who say? likes being told off? That's what it feels like. It feels like, I'm, that's what I said, you know, like wagging, you know, parent wagging their finger at me. Feels but the like best I'm... parents don't, won't just wag the finger at you and say, you're wrong, don't do that. Mm. They will reach into you and go, I know you're a good person. Not reach into, oh no, cut that bit out. They will <laughs> reach out to you and say, I know that you're a good person. Instead of doing this, maybe you're frustrated right now. They'll understand where you are at and go, instead of that, you can do this or help work with you to help find other options for behaviour. The monkey wants a new toy and that's all it knows. Cause that's of, depressing. Cause of death. Lust for lamps and rugs. Cause of death. <laughs> <laughs> if he... You remember when uh, I told you about the time that he played a few words for the dead and started shouting Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Uh, and just to prove I haven't changed, I posted a big long rant about that on the Marillion Forum, which I think upset Lucy at the time. I could see him to this song kind of chanting, Greta Thunberg, Greta Thunberg, and it being just kind of like, what? (laughs) What are you saying? Because it just feels like so... It's really... It's a two-dimensional lyric. 
and it's a two-dimensional message and we're talking this is a problem that's like this is a problem that has like about 400 dimensions yeah but so do you think it would have worked better had he taken that introverted feeling perspective and gone how is this and he might have done this on the rest of the album we don't know how has this state of the world this current climate crisis what am i feeling about it like how is it affecting me I, I don't know how to put this into the words because I don't think introverted feeling is my strongest right. function. So I don't know what goes on for people that that function that way. But yeah, do you think that if he'd somehow taken a personal yeah. perspective to it and written about that? Yes, because then you can't, you can't argue with what someone's feeling. You can't. Yeah, you know, that's true because it's it's it, it's um you can't say they're wrong because it's what they're feeling exactly and that's there's not this doesn't I don't I don't I don't feel a lot of H's emotion in this song. It's sung in a very emotional way. Uh, you know, I think the song it, it, it's got that sort of again that grandiose that sense of doom, but I don't I'm not getting a sense of what he's feeling about this. Mm. really yeah that's actually a good point and that's what I I want from his lyrics because yeah. when he does that when he accesses yeah. that part within himself and you're like whoa which I feel he kind of did that well in Gaza yeah he did with Gaza you know it just not it just ain't right it just ain't right that yeah, breaks my that, heart that was every him time. saying he was feeling it just ain't right yeah but he, he feels pissed off at us yeah I'm buying new lamp every I mean, week. Yeah, but maybe, <laughs> maybe he there isn't that emotion in the song because he doesn't feel that strongly about the topic, on a deeper level. Maybe he feels strongly about it on an intellectual level, but on a really deep level, he doesn't. We, you know, it could be that as well. Let's hope. Let's hope he does feel it, and let's hope it's a very congruent song, and that isn't just as we fear that he's that it isn't just a case of you know oh. I'm a rock star, I need to write about big world issues mm. because he's a far better lyricist when he's writing about the small... Or how those big world issues are affecting him personally, yeah. internally. Your concern for your kids and your grandchildren. Yeah, what's going to happen to my grandkids? What that kind of world broke, are they going to live in? That would have broken my heart. Yeah, me if too. If sung that. Me too. And this isn't a song that I feel... Because like that I is can... something that I worry about. I worry about yeah. our grandkids and... Yeah. How are they going to survive? Yeah, well, we're going to become grandparents in January. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I have thought about it. It's like, that's just, you know, even our kids. Yeah. How, how much has the world changed? How much has the climate changed just in our time? Yeah. Our kids. What's it going to be like when they're 50? Yeah. That's what I want someone to sing about. Own it. Personalise it. Which he's so good at. I'm surprised that. Mm. He didn't take that. I mean, yeah, it, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's easy for us to sit here going, oh, I'm surprised he didn't do that. But, you know, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I feel, him. I feel a bit bad that we're sort of focusing so heavily on these lyrics. But because... But the lyrics are because they, I think it's because they're pointing at us. us, at everyone else. People who are the consumers of the song might feel the same way and it's a mixed message when a lot of those people have just bought a deluxe edition uh box set full of tap that that's really really uh mixed messages what the hell 
Anyway. But overall, we love the song. Overall, it's a freaking Meridian classic. amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I do. I love the song. I'm going to sing along with it. Yeah, me too. I will, might even try bouncing a little bit. I'll probably just... You rock. did. Last time... You uh. did bounce last time you were at Meridian weekend. It did result on you throwing up in you throwing up later that evening. Yeah, but that was because I had champagne and uh, cheese. And then bounced around. Yeah. So like, I'm part of the problem. Shouldn't eat cheese. It comes from cows. Well, champagne's fine. Just stick to the champagne. Yeah, we should just all drink nothing but champagne from now on and eat nothing but champagne. Frozen champagne. Bars. <laughs> With insects mixed in. Oh, <laughs> yuck. <laughs> anyway. Well, right. Sorry. Uh, everyone yeah. that was oh, full on and I wanted depressing. it to be like I even said I'm not going to say anything this podcast I just know. in case but then we because did. I did want to keep it you know we are feeling positive about the new album I'm really excited for the new album we are love well we do both of us genuinely love this song genuinely yeah. genuinely yeah uh, and honestly do but, but we have also been talking for three days about the lyrics. We've got concerns about the lyrics and I've got, I'm worried for the band. But then it's like, well, why should it matter? He's written a song for the environment. Leave it at that. He's trying to do a good thing. Why jump all over him? It's like when someone says they've gone vegan and then they do one thing that's not perfect and all the other vegans jump on their back mm. and then they don't want to be vegan anymore. So it's like, he's trying to do a good thing. Maybe we should just support him and go... Maybe we should. You know, but good, it, good on you for speaking up about a difficult issue. Well, okay, for a start. Instead of going, oh, you're not perfect. Well, no one's perfect. For a start, it's not the first time they've, they've spoken up about it. This is like at least their third or fourth uh, environmental awareness song. True. Yeah, and it's because of everything we've discussed, because the lyrics feel like they're pointing outwards, as you said. So, you know, this is our right to respond. And then on top of that, yeah, because the lyrics are slightly vague about what the author is saying and singing, then it's fair to ask questions about the author when that author is 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 pointing at us. Uh, and also on top of that, sorry, as I've said, I, I just think it simplifies an issue. I think it... I hesitate to say this. But I think it simplifies an issue in a dangerous way because the issue is way bigger than personal responsibility. Um, and that's why if he'd owned it and talked about his concerns for the future and his grandchildren, etc., etc., why I'd have probably given... Well, I would have definitely given it a free pass. But unfortunately, it does simplify um, the biggest issue that we're facing. And I don't think it simplifies it or, or discusses it in a way that is particularly original. I don't think I've been I've learned anything from this song. I know. I know what we all have to do. Uh which is why I'm more interested in hearing a personal perspective. You know, I I know. I know we all consume too much. I know that. So to have a go at me for it, you know, what I'm more likely to do is dig my heels in. <laughs> I won't because I know how important it is and I'm worried for my my children and my grandchildren. Sorry, no, I can't just let it give it a free pass this time. I can't just let it slide. Uh, even though I'm about to interview the band's manager and I'm scared now that she'll listen to this and it will make it difficult. I can't. That's, that's just not honest. And we try to be honest on this podcast. Yeah, you know, and the last thing I ever wanted to do was 
criticise a new Meridian song that I, you know, first one in six years. I don't want to do that. But unfortunately, it's a new Meridian song that I have real issue with the lyrics. So, you know, what can I do? What can I do? It's where we're at. On that depressing note, I guess that's it for this week. Tune in for part two when Paul speaks directly to Lucy. (laughs) Jesus Christ, I'm so dead. I'm so dead, she's going to kill me. Yeah, I don't know if the Lucy one will be out next week. We'll see. We'll see if it even happens uh, after that. But we'll have something next week. Might be the anarachnophobia letters and talking about number one, etc., etc. So, right, you bags of blood, you sheep. Um, we will be back next week with something. We will uh, be back. back. Oh, I've just burst my bag of blood. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, I'm leaking. I'm leaking. Get me a, get me a puncture of a bear kit. Bleeding everywhere. Uh, yeah, subscribe. Uh, support us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Biffo. We generally try to get podcasts early. This one won't because... You know, it's already late. It's going out on the day that we yeah. record it. And yeah, leave us a nice review somewhere. Tell people about us. Don't tell Lucy what we've said. <laughs> Please don't tell her what we've said. We That's... said lots of nice things about the music yeah, I hope and the she, singing. Yeah, I hope she just leaves it there and doesn't listen to the whole thing. Yeah, Such a just... coward, really, aren't I? So you nodded. Are you nodded. <laughs> you nodded because I called myself a coward. Wow. <laughs> yeah yeah you are Aww. right talk to you next week bye bye bye